0: Welcome to Going Off Track. Hi, I'm Benny. I'm Brad. And we are in the basement of A Bar in Greenpoint. That's Uh, true. So thank you to them.
1: A space bar. Wait, should we tell?
2: Greenpoint's in Brooklyn. In
0: Brooklyn. It's right above Williamsburg. Get off the train, look for all the fancy places and tourists, and then walk that way. John, did
2: you know that if you took Brooklyn out of New York City, it would be the seventh largest city in America?
0: I did not know that. I didn't know it's big, though.
1: Seventh might not be the real number, but it's around there. Can I, can I tell you another fun fact about Brooklyn? Please. please. So whenever this, I don't know when this was, but whenever the centennial of the Brooklyn Bridge was, Mm. I think it was like 20 years ago or something. But at that point in time, something like 15% of all Americans had lived or lived in Brooklyn. I believe that. I gotta look that up because it's a fun fact. That makes sense. Yeah, that
2: is it. Yeah, I believe it. Half of my family. Yeah, there you we'll go. There we go. Brad, you gotta come with harder numbers. With, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know that's a pretty like, lame. I threw, out, <laughs> I, threw, I threw out the seventh, not even knowing it was correct, <laughs> but just really sound yeah, confident. That's know? all you gotta do. <laughs> just, sound just, confident. Yeah, act as if, man. I don't know what okay? I'm talking
0: about half the time.
2: Oh no, yeah, nobody's no, going to the it. I'm just faking it. Uh, <laughs> I literally just know a bunch of big words. I yeah. just don't even know what I'm saying i don't know what you're saying either mellifluous <laughs>
0: <laughs> today on the podcast we have a friend Some another big friend, words. former <laughs> former guest host uh chris norris chris a- norris okay steak mountain um who has just published a book that comes out on valentine's day or came out on valentine's day and it is called hunchback 88 yeah um and we talk about it a lot on here. And if it sounds interesting to you, you should buy it. Support Chris.
2: And this is a great podcast to listen to.
0: Yes. Because. Why do you think so, Benny?
2: Because that Because Benny talks so much in it. <laughs> it, dives, it dives super deep into things I like talking about. Yeah. Yes. Which is the general is- nature of humanity and trying to figure this out. That kid has thought a lot about it. Yes. He's sort of narrowed down exactly the way he feels about it. And I find people like that fascinating. And he's very secure
0: in his identity. He
2: is. he is. I kept trying to almost like find cracks yeah. in it. I'm like, I'm like, what piece of childhood trauma caused this <laughs> or something? You know, like that's the, but no, he nah. just, he seems very comfortable in what I'm very impressed. Yes. Very impressed. And you impressed. found,
1: you sound very smart in this podcast. I do. I, yes? I really felt like you would really like, you, you were bringing it. Yo, I have failed out of three colleges. Never. You would never know it, my You'd friend. You'd never
0: know it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, let's get into it right now with cool. um, our friend Chris Norris. It's going on track!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. No, yeah! Maybe that's
2: man. like the future show going is like the new Alamo movie theaters and stuff, mm-hmm. where like yeah. you can just sit and get like mozzarella sticks and shit like that while you see bands Think of all the you I'd kind of be around. into that actually for some bands <laughs> I
3: would like like probably go to shows again like sitting <laughs> bands
2: like if I went to see the national yeah no issue chilling eating some mod sticks no, please. just like for someone them. coming to me like bringing me a couple drinks I need a massive
0: like, to see that band yeah.
2: I would go I would have a full meal sure for me. awesome. wait what would you have I need a mattress. <laughs> but if you're eating, yeah. if it's like a cocktail bar
0: style. Yeah.
2: Do those places still exist where you have to like three drink minimum just to go and like
0: sit? Uh, wait, um, in Vegas. It, yeah. I mean, for comedy shows, it's still the model. Still right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember
2: I had to do that to see George Carlin when yeah. I was
0: a kid. Yeah. You saw Carlin? I did see Carlin. How have we never talked about that? Yeah, are we rolling? <laughs> Tell me we're rolling. Club
2: Binet in New Jersey. Wow. It was the jamming in New York. It was the one after jamming in New York, but he was do- but he was doing like all that all those bits from jamming in was New York. Was this post Bill and Ted? Yeah. 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 I think so. Maybe not bogus Journey. I don't know when Bogus Journey came out. It's still early nineties.
3: Yeah, that's like yeah. ninety two. 92. When left-
2: did God gave rock and roll to you come Because that they were congruous.
0: Oh yeah. The makeup was off. <laughs> Shit.
1: I don't know. Okay, <laughs> rock
2: and roll. That's, <laughs> it's you. It's a, that's a Bogus Journey's soundtrack. 91, man. Dude, that movie fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> Bogus like, Journey? Some of the scenes in Bogus Journey,
0: like the- Where he popped his eye out and stuff?
2: No, the one scene that I still remember is the hell scene where he's like going through the hallway with all the little doors and he's kind of trapped. The Easter- very much freaked me out when I was a kid. I was like, "Shit! If hell's like that, I don't want to go there." Did you it watch bad.
0: Alex Winters' that da- um, documentary on the dark web? No,
2: no, it's pretty interesting. I, he's I, really into yeah, what it. What
0: does he do? He made he got really involved in technology and like researching the dark web and made he's he's done a couple podcasts about it and he made a whole documentary about it.
2: Wait, give me like B and C because to me. I just went from Bogus Journey to documentaries in the dark web. That's like the last time I heard of Alex Winter I doing I think
0: that's anything. kind of like the last <laughs> anyone heard of him doing that. Oh, stuff. okay. So yeah. he's just been doing his thing yeah. and then reappeared. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves has just been not aging.
3: Well, that's true, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. well,
2: that's well he, did he's Freak. Plugged did you remember me- Oh, I remember Freak.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's I after Bogus that Journey. That was I after. Yeah. I don't remember that. Freak is Alex Winter's only uh, movie that he directed, I think. And yeah. It's- pretty over Whacked, the top yeah. like
2: wacky yeah yeah had a lot of uh the prosthetics and yeah the, prosthetics it's like um
3: yeah. it's like the dark backward did you ever see that with jed nelson no it's kind of like a it's a freak show movie basically. okay you know yeah, yeah, yeah. both of them are just kind of like really odd so he's getting into some movies. weird
2: stuff already yeah, yeah
3: and then i heard i had a friend of who was close with him i think actually maybe it was the guy who did the first steak mountain website like he helped me design it and he was friends with them and he basically said that he was just poor living in like a really small apartment in the Lower East Side. Really? Just like
2: Just trying to thing. looking for
3: work trying to do voiceover work and things like that. Huh. So.
2: That's sad.
3: Yeah. No it, it is.
2: It's amazing <coughs> to think the people who are probably still making money on Bill and Ted's yep. and Alex
3: Winter's not. Yeah, Yeah. and then that, but then that talk that comes up every couple of years, where they're like, "Let's do another Bill and Ted." He's probably like, "Yeah, (laughs) that would be amazing." Yes, (laughs) please. Like, no, yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm plugged
2: into the Matrix. sorry, sorry,
3: I'm making like just weird kung fu movies for no reason and whatever else. I mean, obviously the John Wick movies, but John Wicks are pretty entertaining. They're great. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're fun. fun. Yeah, they're fun. The second one's a little too long, but um, but in general, they're very tight. Well done dtv movies they're like movies that you would see on like showtime in the 90s that would never get a theatrical debut you know they'd always end up they have like don the dragon wilson yeah, or yeah. like you know jeff jeff uh speakman or people like that in it and then you'd be like oh cool i'm just gonna sit at him and just watch this dude fuck up people that's all it is i'm, okay. I'm gonna take you know? a shot
2: in the dark here because i think you're the type of guy who can answer this question God, eloquently <laughs>
3: Please.
1: Our guest today, we haven't
0: introduced yet. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to introduce it in the intro. You can just fade in. Uh, so, anyways, so, anyways, the person talking who isn't me or Benny or Brad <laughs> is Chris Norris. Yes. Yay. AKA Steak Mountain, yep. AKA, that's it. Been guy very, wearing all black. Very patient yep. with our the rambling. And the pressing thing I'm dying
2: to know from Chris Norris is can I please have a diehard one through six ranking of personal favorites?
3: ha. <laughs> Which one has Franco Nero in it, the second one? Yes. Okay, so two.
2: Two, okay. Icicle in the eye. Yeah? Yeah.
3: Franco Fun. Nero. If Franco is your bad guy, right?
2: I believe so, yeah.
3: Yeah, then, then two. One, because it is a very lean, but strangely long classic
2: yeah it's really
3: weirdly long
2: it has a part in the film you think they're getting to the end yeah and then there's quite a bit more and you're like oh oh wait we're still going
3: so they actually ganked what it would be just the future model for action films where you're like (laughs) why is this action film two hours and 20 minutes long (laughs) it doesn't
2: need to be they left the lethal weapon model yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. exactly
3: just 88 minutes we're good a bit i know they (laughs) had it down you know but um, all right so we got two one well and i don't rank those new ones at all because they're just they're not in they're, they're not in really you know? yeah because what good are they i gotta be
2: honest <clears throat> i felt live free or die hard
3: is that the jai courtney one
2: was in uh in russia i'm not i'm not sure who the actor is
3: just well who's when which one has got justin long in it
2: that was the one before okay which right. i hate that is clearly number six for
3: yeah me, yeah like by far pretty bad
2: yeah but i'd like you to visit live free or die hard the newest Of them. I believe it's six. Yeah. Straight in, within about five minutes, John McLean is in Russia. Nice. He has already met his estranged son and he is already in conflict with basically every armed Russian in Russia (laughs) Mm -hmm. and says his catch line in the first five minutes, uh, which was... I think I'm not even supposed to be here today, or something. <laughs> one so that, of those ones. He threw it out, and this all happens within the first five, and I think it's under ninety minutes. That's good. I'd like you to. Re- I'd like you to visit it.
3: I'll look at it because Jai Courtney's a hard one for me. Who's the other guy in the movie? Because they keep on trying to make that dude. He's something. an
2: Avatar guy, right?
3: No, that's um, Sam Worthington. Oh,
2: Worthington. Yeah, Jai
3: Courtney's another Australian actor who they keep on giving chances to that you're like. Well, who are you? Just stop.
2: <laughs> Wait. Where do what do I know that guy from?
3: Uh, he was in Suicide Squad um, in. as the beer drinking idiot in that one of the Suicide Squad, and then past that. <clears throat> I don't know. I've okay. seen him in things where I'm just like, "Who's this fool?" Just stop. Like,
2: stop. is he handsome? Is they no? He's
3: actually like in? handsome, but he's like potato handsome. Uh, like, what you, <laughs> what you can see inside of it is a future where he's going to struggle with weight, like Russell Crowe style. Uh, right, right, right. You know, where you're okay. like,
2: he's pushing already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But right now he's fit. Shirt comes off. Sure. You're like. Oh, For now, okay. For yeah. now, once you, the thirties hit, but he's got a potato head, oh, so you're I'm just coming. like, oh, I see where this is going. And I'm so sorry, son. Um, I hope that you make your money, or at least get a good Australian TV job. Yeah, right,
2: when they right. when you
3: just fail hair, and they're like, you're sure. just making action films there. I you think know? you could get
2: away with like like a poor body in Australia better oh, than you could you in the states.
1: Like,
3: That's
2: aren't they the poorliest like country in the world now? I don't Australia,
1: know. Mm, Poorliest? I don't know. portliest portliest yes they can't they can't be worse than us no i think they they can't
2: be worse than us i think they won Uh, the last time i saw is your google machine working (laughs) can you google the the portliest (laughs) portliest country (laughs) and (laughs)
3: then sorry australia i'm googling (laughs) i'm
2: pretty sure it's australia now i mean they do eat like shit i've been there a lot oh yeah yeah it's basically some version of british food yep so they still eat like crap Come on. <laughs> this is really weird. Wait, what came up? Cook Islands. Where the hell is that? <laughs> Cook Islands
0: <laughs> is a port-list place in the it's world. Number it's, not a one.
2: it's islands. That's
1: probably owned by what? The Dutch or something? Followed by Qatar, <laughs> Palu, Nauru. Right, what, what list Kuwait. did you stumble upon? <laughs> <apart? laughs>
3: Stop it. This is not the list. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's PH. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Wait, what's PH. This says United States is eight. Wow.
2: Eight. Yeah, we're definitely top 10. Um surprised. I mean, you got guys like Jonah. Jonah's just very fit. <laughs> he's svelte. You think he's just skinny, and then he posts those yoga pictures, and you're like, oh, shit, Jonah's got some cut. Yeah. Right? You got yeah, little-
0: I mean, it's all, it's all yoga. You know, it's a lot of lot of arm balancing, a lot mm-hmm. of jumping around. Did you ever think mm-hmm. you were going to be ripped in your life? I bet you did I mean, I'm not ripped like I don't have like a six pack.
2: You're pretty cut up. You look great, bud.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you um work's been slow so i have a lot of time to dedicate to self-care
3: um so the holidays are for th- yeah. yes yeah. that is yeah. true yeah. um and
0: chris think yes speaking of dedicating a lot of time to something oh, here we go you just <laughs> nice wrote a book called I did. hunchback 88 yes and you've been working on it for a very long time because i feel like you sent me a draft of this years ago
3: i did i did can you Um, talk
0: about it a little bit
3: okay so uh hunchback 88 is a horror book because novel doesn't sound right that i've been writing for it's on and off for six seven years when was 2009
2: oh like eight years ago
3: okay nearly nine
2: yeah i guess you're right it's
3: 2018 2007 yeah wait
2: wait 2007 (laughs) was 11 years ago no
3: okay so not that long 2000, what did I say? 2009. You said nine. 2009. Yeah, 2009. Around 2009, it started. Okay. And it was more um, me just uh, fucking around with just ideas and just writing things you would never show anybody. But uh, I love movies, which I've probably talked about on here a million times before. So it, was, it was started like just like movie ideas that I had been writing down. And then I kind of kept that stuff. And then years later, after uh, I worked at Kink for a little while and I'd kind of experienced writing pieces for that and coming up with scenarios, uh, I was like, why don't I just take a crack at writing scripts? Scripts I'll never show anybody, movies I'll never make because I don't have any ambition, right? So, you know, <laughs> just like, can I do it? What kind of movie would I write if I wrote a horror uh, movie or if I wrote a western or a, or a thriller or anything?
2: So it was really just <laughs> like a self challenge.
3: Yeah, it was. And I had, this, I had this job when I came back to New York where I didn't have to do anything all day. Similar to almost how what I have now, but it was very different because I was in a room alone, just waiting for uh, photo shoots to happen, so that I could pack gear. Uh, so they just okay. were like, "Okay, come in at nine and leave at 5, and we don't care between. what you do, right? Right? You right? Know, you just, just got to be here. And, and then they were bit, they weren't busy, so there'd be whole stretches of I just come in every day and be like alright, I guess I'll watch a movie and work on some sounds sh- sounds fucking shitty... Sounds like the best shitty. job ever. It yeah. was amazing. <laughs> you know, I'll work on a movie, I'll watch a movie, I'll work on some fucking shitty against me art, and then maybe I'll write. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's how, like, I spent three years doing that, like, and when I came back to New York after San Francisco in uh, in 2012. So I had all this time to, like, really kind of just be like, okay, well, these are, like, office hours. These like, stake Mountain office hours. And so then I was like, alright, well, I wrote. And I wrote, um, I wrote, like, about five movies. And then... In that, I was like, "I'll never make these." And I and I did the thing where I was just like, "Well, are they any good?" We're so we talking about
2: length here. Like, these are full length. Yeah, like night, like movie ninety movies. minute Wow.
3: Features. Wow. You know, which well, like, but probably poor in their quality. But I took like one of them and I started doing just like the the rounds of uh, submitting them to places who where people read them and things like that. Sundance, Slam Dance, the Nichols thing that happens with the Oscars, just to see. You know, it was like, sure, to, to, you know are these actually any good or am i actually just dreaming you know and um and the and the the things that came back were uh what i thought would be typical whatever just stop directing in your script because i was just writing for me so i was writing full descriptions you know like if i was to direct it i'd put everything in it because these are all my ideas yeah this person would walk in at this time and all this dumb shit that you don't put in scripts really sure sure. you know you don't need to do that because you're hopefully just going to sell it buy a house and Walk the fuck away, you know, yeah. I mean? and help you get another job. So, anyways, I took one of those eventually because people came back and they're like, the writing is fine, actually, but you're, it's either too violent or too sexual or you don't have a three act structure because I've, I realized that as much as I love movies, I don't really give a fuck about a three act narrative. Mm. You know what I mean? For me, like a movie's a free fall. They kick you off the ledge and once you hit the bottom, that's the end. Right. I don't care. <laughs> If somebody doesn't have a story but the visuals look good or there's something uh, that is driven inside of it that makes you just want to watch, right. I don't care if there's a climax. I don't care if I get a resolution right. to a mystery or – you know what I mean? Tarantino. If the structure- yeah, you're right. You know, he fucks with that whole thing. You know what I mean? So very rarely like, do I really care. If I get something that's classic in three acts and it's amazing, that's amazing. It's awesome. It's like a pop song. I can't write a pop song but I admire pop music because I can't do it. Mm. I look at it and I'm like, that's the great diamond. Sure. Cause I look at a fucking guitar and I see my car keys, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And just a bunch of feedback. I'm like, that's sick, but I could never write a pop song. So I always like fetishize that. So a three act structure movie, if you're good at it, man, it's amazing because mm. you understand that for me. I don't want to push. I didn't want to push myself into it. So they were basically like, that's what the reviews are. So f- fuck all that. I took one, which was this uh, slasher film that I had wrote Where I'd had this idea to take a slasher film and cut it down to its bare essentials and then organize those as a three act almost. That was like my three act. So you meet the idiot kids and then there's a lot of running and then everyone dies. And that's how I structured the (laughs) slasher. It was like a postmodern slasher film or something stupid like that. You I was just like, oh, it's just an organization of events because you never get to know those kids anyway, so why the fuck would I bother with characterization? You just got to know that they're young, they fuck, and they're probably at a campground, or on a beach, or you know what I mean? Just like, boom, yeah, yeah. and then have a bunch of scenes of that where it's like almost like a, like the central action is the middle because it's a lot of chasing. <laughs> and then it was just a whole series of vignettes of them being killed, and that was the movie, right? <laughs> so then I was like, this is actually pretty, all right, I like this. So then I started taking it apart and writing it as a, as a like, delving deeper into it. And then I, like, kind of wrote... The, what is essentially like hunchback 88 has a central piece which is this slasher film that doesn't exist and then i wrote on either side of it two layers of narrative so the book essentially goes it doesn't really make any sense and it's really hard to describe because i made it purposely hard for myself to write and then try to sell to people <laughs> you know so it essentially starts at a place and and, uh, and and just goes goes it does the free fall through layers, three layers of story hits a bottom and then you climb back out and you revisit those three layers. Okay. And that's how it works. Cool. So, um, so essentially it starts in a room in a house in an abandoned house in, you know, the woods somewhere. And then from there, somebody slips on a banana and it becomes something else actually somebody literally slips on a banana in the book. It's a visual pictorial part of the book where I put in pictures of somebody slipping on a banana huh. and then it becomes something else. And then in that something else, there's talk about reading essentially going, uh, a prostitute goes to visit a John and they are to read a, a story. And the story is essentially the slasher film. It's a script. Huh. So they're essentially reading the script. Uh, cool. And then from there it kind of just moves out. That's pretty much the bare bones of it. Um, and it's like <laughs>
2: anti-pop anti-pop book.
3: Yeah, for sure. I like that. And I did a lot of writing and retooling on it, and I didn't actually expect to really show it to anybody. I sent it to Jonah a couple years ago. Just to be like, well, Jonah writes. Jonah's the only person I fucking know that writes other than Dan Ozzie, and Dan Ozzie's just too mean. You know, right? <laughs> yes. So I'd get something honest from Jonah if he had the moment, but not something that would just be like, this fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Just kidding, Dan. You, you have. Nah, no, you're pretty mad. Yeah, like, this doesn't bad. sound like <laughs> pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Dan. Um, so. Shaolin. <laughs> so i didn't really actually think i was gonna really do anything with it it was again another almost like another exercise because i i don't actually read a lot of books i don't have time i watch a lot of movies and i work that's what i like to do so i was i but i love writing you know what i mean and i love interesting writing or weird writing or writing that is either legendary for being difficult like something as corny as naked lunch or Mm things that were happening in France in the 50s and 60s, like the new novel where people were just taking narrative and flattening it out and making things really hard to read. Hmm. You know, like Sky Allen Robe grier or Marguerite Duras, who were writers who were just like, yeah, that's cool, you guys can write a novel, but can you write a novel that's really confusing that nobody wants, but we all pretend we're really smart? that you think that we're super smart and that everybody buys into it and become national heroes, huh. which is essentially what the new novel happened, what happened with the new novel in, in France in the, in the, in the fifties and sixties. And some of those people ended up making really amazing movies like this robe Grier guy. What, what, um,
2: what did they, I don't know much about that. Like what did those people do to deconstruct stories that it made it difficult to read? It's almost
3: like there is no, no, like the basic idea of the novel is, is a narrative driven thing with characters and, an understanding of space and sure. things like that. So some a guy like Ellen Robrie was just he was more about memory. Hmm. And taking memories, and then he was his work is really interesting because, and I know I get this wrong, and I know anybody who knows this stuff is probably like, "Go fuck yourself, kid." Um, I'd say a
2: small but, percentage of our listeners, yeah. would know. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I'm yeah, just yeah. say, "Go for you it." You got a, like, you got a couple yeah.
3: of. You, I know you got a couple. You're going to say listeners. great. So they, they will know. <laughs> they, they will know who Dan <laughs> <or> Addy <laughs> is, but they will not know. <laughs> yeah. They will not know, <laughs> yeah. will not know yeah. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. No so, regardless, <laughs> he was Sorry, a huge um, S and M head, and he would write these like kind of like from a, from a uh, male dom's perspective of sexual encounters with uh, female slaves. Mm. But they were always based around memory, and they were always really violent and oversexual and strange. And he would basically put you in a place, be like, okay, we're at a beach. And then he would take you f- along the beach with too much description of the beach mm-hmm. and nobody on the beach, and then he would all of a sudden introduce somebody. But then all of a sudden he'd go back to the beginning of the beach, and he would tell you that the beach is in a snapshot. And that mm. snapshot is in the hand of the person who I was he was just talking about, uh, and they would just I do see. this thing where it's right, a puzzle right. that doesn't need to be um, solved, gotcha, but gives you all the puzzle pieces, mm. and it's just like one of those things that it's a dem- they're demanding reads, you know. But at the end, you're like, oh yeah, I'm glad I read that. That was cool. You is know that I mean? kind of
2: like maybe like like David Lynch style? Like, sure, almost? something like
3: that. Yeah, that's a good equivalent of it, okay. you know. Or or like yeah, that's a great equivalent, you know. what I mean, um, and Rob Grey made movies that were like that mm. too in the sixties. I made this movie called uh, Trans-Europe Express. It's really interesting. A bunch of stuff. And they're all kind of like that, you know. They're all these like memory movies, huh. you know, where just like you don't know if it's reality, you don't know if it's a dream and they're very just nice to watch. So anyways, that was like so, one of my main inspirations even for Hunchback was like, all right, well, I'm going to take it and I'm going to start twisting it and I'm going to rewrite yeah, yeah. rewrite rewrite it. And I never expected to really show it to anybody past just friends. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, is this cool? Do you like this? I mean, whatever. I f- fuck, my wife hasn't even read it yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's, you know, I mean? <laughs> yeah, she yeah. just knows that I've. When she's like playing Xbox, I've just been on my phone because I've literally almost edited and wrote the whole thing on a phone. Wow. No way. Yeah, shit. That yeah. sounds uh, you know,
1: like infuriating. Sounds pain,
3: painful. But it's really easy. You know what I mean? Because it's just, you're close to it and it just was like a good way to no work. No migraines? Huh, no. You know, and I just <laughs> scroll through and then I'd scroll through randomly, pick a spot and be like, oh, I'm going to rewrite this. You know, and I would just do that and I did this thing obsessively.
2: I'll enjoy finger you know? cancer
3: in 10 years. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I don't need him anyways. <laughs> Have you seen the Steak Mountain artwork? Um, so. <laughs> that's not good. Um so Chris
0: come on. We got to stop this.
3: What? You've seen the Against Me records. Come on. <laughs> Be honest. You don't are from my band. I think it's great. Your band is different. Because I like you. I, I don't like Against Me. <laughs> um so <laughs> <just> <laughs> Laura's always the whipping girl. Um so and these things. Sorry Laura. You're not listening anyways. So <laughs>
2: She's been a guest.
3: Yeah, no. But maybe generally. not an
2: avid listener. Do you no. think Laura's ever listened to her going off track? Um, I wonder. I, maybe. Should we I slip mean, something in right now I to mean, just it's, see? It's
0: in her feet a She lot. might listen
2: to yours. It's, yeah. yeah. She might. You don't think? Yeah, no. 100%? No. Then let's
0: say something. <laughs> let's say something <laughs> Laura, fun. if you're listening to this.
2: Yeah. Um send a
0: postcard to Benny. Send. Yeah, I love
2: a postcard. <laughs> send a
0: postcard to Benny.
2: Handwritten. She Handwritten. doesn't have my address, so I'm not gonna say it on here. Handwritten, because so. it's uh, Benny.
0: Gaslight <laughs> Anthem. Good one. <laughs> 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 well Zing. uh so Chris, did you speak, okay, speak so, oh, go ahead. What go ahead. Saying? What were you saying? Well I was gonna say you also have illustrations in the book. Yeah, there's stuff uh, in the did book. you didn't do those on your phone, I'm
3: assuming. No, no, naturally. Yes. There's not a whole lot of is there a lot? No, there's not. There's a few. Okay. Um but um so anyways, I was obsessed about just kind of doing this thing and it was almost like a, a nightly exercise to just kill time before watching a movie or killing time at work or something like that. And um, this kid from Canada named Matt, he runs this uh, imprint called Permanent Sleep Press. And his deal is he deals with, because I feel like this is like a really common thing now. You see a lot of like older hardcore guys being like, oh, I'm a writer now. Mm. I'm going to write books like, you know, Mm -hmm. or guys involved in the scene in some way. There's this kid named uh, Max Morton who lives in L.A. He was in Cold Cave for a minute. You know, he's like an OG, like New York, hardcore guy. You know, he's a very interesting writer. But that that, there's a kind of this small movement, you know, and they always like the darker side of writing like Peter Sotos or just, you know, whatever, things like that. They're not writing like sick, romantic novels. They're writing like fucked up shit, dude. You know, so. Because no one wants to get paid. <laughs> no, you got oh, to write them.
2: You got to them paperbacks. Get yeah. the
3: Walmart. I know. Right, I, that, the, next. <laughs> yeah, when I sell this thing, um, <laughs> when I sell the rights for it, I'm gonna be like, and next, I'm gonna write a romantic comedy. Um, so actually, that'd be pretty sick. But um, <laughs> but anyways, so see the wheels
2: cranking. Yeah, I'm
3: like, ah, oh, I could do that.
2: Um, Maybe Sandra Bullock. It's harder than a pop song. Yeah,
1: Maybe
3: harder than a pop song. I mean, I, I, I think it's easy i love romantic comedies actually because so do i and musicals really? i do yeah i, think, I love them i, I love think them.
2: a well-made romantic comedy is super hard to execute yep i really do it's, and i think a good one is pretty special i just I really saw big
1: sick have you seen that movie great, great. Yeah. i saw that right. i thought great. that was good yeah.
2: great i get all the feels from a good romantic comedy
3: I me do. as well and for me i the romantic comedy and in, in, the, in the musical are, are my favorite genres because they're the most removed for me so if, if movies are about entertainment and taking you out of your reality. Yeah. There's nothing more far removed than watching uh, West Side Story or While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I think about life, I think about stabbing people.
1: Right. You know, so when
3: I watch a violent movie, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Right, right. I'm with you. But if I'm watching something like a musical or a romantic comedy, it is actually a full removal from reality. But that's interesting. Now, you know? do, you think, do you think you're attracted to that because
2: that's like sort of a a utopian vision of things that you wish actually were. No. um, Or like pure fantasy, (laughs) like, or it's just like, this doesn't exist in any context so I can lose myself in it. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, I'm never pining for a better life. Life is what you got. That's it. You know what I mean? If you can like the motto, my motto is, you know, hope for nothing. And if something, well, that's cool. You know, like (laughs) that, that was awesome. Great. You know what I mean? But for the most part, you're just like, this is what I got. So you got to make it happen.
2: Well, based on that topic, I I saw a quote you said in an old interview that you're not interested in people past observing them.
3: That's actually funny because I had this conversation with my wife the other day.
2: I found it (laughs) really, really interesting. And, And, you know, myself, I've felt the same way in a lot of ways, like always a step out from whatever was going on. Absolutely. Always like, even if I was so included in the thing I was in, I still felt. Like I was on the outside looking in. I yeah. still do. Yeah, it's just some people see things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and because of it, I think some people start to become like little amateur students of the human condition mm-hmm. and something like that. Mm-hmm. Is this something that, like, as you're getting older, is um, it, is staying as strong as it used to be, or absolutely. is it something that's like you're, well, you're gaining a different perspective as you get older? No,
3: I think that it's grown even more. But the problem is is the the game has always been to never really play that hand. Like I have an accessible personality on a day-to-day, I can do small talk, I can do all that bullshit, mm-hmm. polite, can sure. have friends. You know what I mean? Like but the problem is 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 as you get well worn into that observation and that distance and that being comfortable in that distance and the more you do it you have to it's just more of a struggle the struggle is more keeping your public persona intact mm. and yeah, accessible yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so that's actually what the real worry has always been is like am i becoming too detached <laughs> right you know because i got to still be able to function i don't i don't like people who can't function sure or sure. it's not that i don't like them it's just that like you those people, people who can't function in society are always people who complain about not being able to function in society, mm. you know, and that's fucking. so you foreign. find
2: that more as like weakness
3: yeah, that's a weakness, that's absolutely a weakness like find something you're comfortable with, a personality you're comfortable with, in public to be able to talk to people and not creep them out yeah, and use it you know, because then, and then what that, that personality just becomes is just, it becomes a comfortable thing. You don't get fucking social anxiety. I don't get social anxiety. Huh. I just don't want to go places.
1: Right.
2: You know what I mean? It's right, not like right.
3: I'm, like people see a, like a fucking a show and they're like, oh my God, I don't want to go because I have crippling social anxiety. I just don't want to go because I don't Do fucking like music. you think you
2: don't have social anxiety <laughs> because people aren't judging the real actual character of you?
3: That's actually a really good question. Um, no, I just don't have social anxiety because I don't care enough right. to, to worry about that even. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. for me, it's always just like, I, I just don't want to go somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, I can go places. And you the only mean? thing
2: forcing you to stay... In the social kind of world, you are is just like a vision that the alternative is just like weakness and you can't function within yeah. society, like which that. is
3: ridiculous.
2: To so me. it's just pragmatic, yeah. So, like, it's just, yeah. So, you chose a personality out of pragmatism,
3: absolutely. What? And that became what essentially is my personality, right? <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? <laughs> well, now,
2: I mean, when you put it like that, I'm like, is this what everyone does,
3: yeah? I would at think a so.
2: young age, and you just, just saw it in a different way.
3: And some people are bad at it, and that's you can't fault them. You know what I mean, and, sure. and I, I complain about people who can't function in society, but are trying, right. and that's fine too. That's great. But yeah. so you're just fucking bad at it.
0: <laughs> when does <laughs> when this kind of like start for you? Because I imagine when you were playing in Combat Wounded Veteran, like you guys were touring, you were going to shows. I mean, at what point were you just like, I don't like because like I don't like going out. I don't I don't need this. thing. It's
3: not even actually like that. I don't like going out. I love going out. I just don't actually like going out and in what i'm involved with at the you know what i mean Mm. like this is like basically steak mountain and being involved in punk and hardcore and whatever that's just that's it that's that's going to chase me forever
2: you almost seem embarrassed by
3: it i am 100 percent embarrassed by it yes absolutely definitely but also i know that i'm in a always i'm in a really cool interesting position and i've got to do things that people wish that they could do that i look at and go (laughs) go Fuck yourself right this is the dumbest shit I've ever been involved in <laughs> Why the fuck but also it's given me great opportunities right No idiot would want to release a fucking book you know if I wasn't Steak Mountain you know what I mean or maybe they would but I wouldn't have as easy a time to all of a sudden just have some kid be like, have you ever written a book and I'd be like, that's funny because I have a book right you know what I mean and he's yeah. like, cool, can I see it you know and then be like, yeah, I'll do it and it was so easy that transaction because I'm not just fucking Joe hardcore who's never done anything. I'm just I'm an idiot who's had great opportunities and right. sitting with you guys in a basement talking about all this dumb shit. You know what I mean? And it's like you know, and we're having a good time. I think, right? Yeah, well, and- <laughs> I, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I mean, that, that
2: being said, I wonder, like, so, so, what is the? It sounds like the impetus for you to make anything public mm-hmm. would be different than other people. Like when I release music, I feel a need to be validated by other people's opinions. Sure, I do. I want other people to hear it and other people to think it's good and then i feel good yeah that's part
3: of the experience for me absolutely is that part of the experience for you? i don't have all? a drive like that so i make fun of artists for saying things like i gotta create but i understand the <laughs> right. i understand it <laughs> right right but for Just me don't like don't be so drama yeah you know but the yeah. artists are like that you sure. know musicians are like that yeah, yeah. poets are like that people gotta are like you know yeah. like, oh, I, I gotta do this thing. if i don't do it i go crazy and mm-hmm. i'm like i don't have that feeling there are whole stretches of time where I mean, I haven't made, you know, like other than working on this stuff for Hunchback and getting things upright with some visuals and stuff like that, I didn't do anything for months because I can just not do things and it doesn't bother me. Right. You know, now I do talk about being obsessed with writing this book and I did a lot of that. So maybe in the past couple of years of not doing a whole lot of fucking art, you know, was based around I was doing something else and I just didn't think I was doing something else because it was actually really an enjoyable experience to fuck with this book that I thought no one was going to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't release things because, yeah, for validation or that I think people need to see it. I don't even rele- I, I don't even give a fuck about reputation. Like, I release things that I know are bad, <laughs> that I think, like, I didn't put enough effort into or that I think are weak, but I also know people's taste isn't very good. Right. You know, so I mean, you know, so I, I, I think, like, you know what? If people liked that, then they'll probably like this. you know what i mean i mean that could be the case with hunchback (laughs) you know what i mean this thing could be like fucking whatever but you know what i mean somebody wanted to do it so i was just like i mean that sounds all right sure i mean it's better than being annoyed that i had to lay out somebody's lyrics on a record (laughs) you know what i mean or something like that you know what i mean so um, why do you have to do any of it though i don't have to do any of it and truthfully a lot of steak mountain stuff happens now because i'm poor right you know so, what it's mean? just a
2: real function.
3: Yeah, it's now. like actually a yeah. real function. You right. know what I mean? And at some point in time, there was a deal with Steak Mountain where I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger than it was, and I could have parlayed it into a career, even if it was a career I wasn't interested in, because if you have a fucking job, you probably don't like it anyways. What so I kind of, have of opportunities
2: job. did you have that could have well, turned that in?
3: I think, especially with the with when Against Me signed to Sire and I was part of that camp, I thought, okay, I might be able to parlay this into something else. Because they're getting bigger. More bigger bigger jobs with other bands. Exactly. There's a visibility there.
2: Right, right, right. You know,
3: so I thought, okay, well, maybe I'd be able to turn this into a thing. And, like, that never really happened, because what I realized is that I'm also, like, not really that easy to work with. Mm. You know? I mean, just outright. Because I, for me, the work doesn't matter. What is more entertaining for me inside of the work is being difficult. (laughs) (laughs) like that's the entertainment for me like the performance is more interesting than the making the work i understand you know so and that's kind of how it was how it was like that in combat you know and i was just you know it was just for me like i didn't give a fuck about what we did it was the fact that i could take a microphone and hit a kid with it born to center that was huh born to center yeah perfect yeah Yeah, sure so so like that's the entertaining part so that that's what keeps me interested in stake mountain is when i'm like oh i can be difficult here right it's harder to be difficult with like somebody like jonah you know, or even now with against me, just because it's just Laura's, just like shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, I mean, have you found <laughs> your?
2: I mean, it's it's a it sounds like a great and unique and awesome position to be in, almost like Andy Kaufman like, but sure, it sounds unsustainable.
3: It's one hundred percent unsustainable. Yeah, and there'll be never be a way that this will ever turn into a job for me. Right. You know, so I'm just going to run this into the ground, but they, probably I- deeper.
0: Well, <laughs> I feel like last time, we were, last time you were on the podcast, I felt like you were even talking about retiring Stigman Yeah, together. and that's kind
3: of what I've been working towards. But that's also like a conversation I've been having with myself forever. And what ends up really happening is, is that when I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to do this. It's not about ego for me. And it's not about people liking the things or things like that. For me, Stigman has always just been this thing that I did. And I was able to abuse people in a fun kind of PG way. <laughs> you know what I mean? um And then also be serious with people because, like, like the work I've done for you, Jonah, has been that was like that's real work to me. You know what I mean? Because we're friends and whatever. Right. You know what I mean? And we're friends in a way that like is different than when I say like Laura is my friend. You know what I mean? Where it's just like we're more just Laura is just my boss who and we share a lot of the same tastes. You mm-hmm. know, and we've it's ten plus years together working. You know, so it's just like oh okay, it's like a shorthand, but we're not like friends. Like we don't I can hang out when she comes to town. I don't go to those shows. Right.
0: And um, Laura, fans, Laura also those, pays you unlike me no, and that, that's the thing too like, and
3: so it is a real job you pay but like, in other ways so. yeah, yeah exactly right. um, but um but yeah, so uh I don't even I lost my train of thought, but um but yeah it's that's essentially what Stake Mountain is is that it's money, right, not a whole lot of money these days, you know, but um you know it's just like unlike any 40 year old you know, at this point in time in life, who didn't, wasn't very successful and has like a mid level job, I'm in hella debt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so every stupid thousand dollars is like, cool, that's, awesome. Yeah. I'm not that much in debt anymore. And sure, I had to do this record, but also I didn't really try hard. Right. You know, like, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know, so, and like for me, like, that's what kind of makes the most sense about State Mountain now is that it's never going to be a thing. Now, maybe it will, who knows? Who, but also with this shitty attitude? Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> absolutely
3: not. I'll just take a day job, you know, right. and have time to watch movies. You know, but, it's sure. It's, but you he's
2: such a like. So d- probably not going to have kids.
3: No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> no, no, no. I applaud everyone who can. Sure, because the world is garbage, and that effort is a is a is a is a great effort. It's awesome if you can do it, and it's also if you if you're in a position to do it. For me, yeah, like I see sure. myself as somebody who couldn't afford it. You know, right? And I don't want to do it. And the, and that unconditional love from uh, a, a sprout to an adult isn't that important. To I mean, me. people literally you know?
2: smoke crack and raise kids. You don't need much. You don't need to, but you I don't can figure it. Out. I don't
3: like the <laughs> I don't like the high wire uh, act of it. Sure, sure. I got other things to do. Like oh, I, yeah, yeah. I've got thousands of movies I could think of that I could watch instead, mm-hmm. which I'd rather do. <laughs> you know, no, it's mean? true.
2: <laughs> I, I can understand it because there are times when I'm grinding away with kids and doing that stuff where I'm like. Jesus Christ, we're all pieces of dust floating around right now. Mm-hmm. You are just like me. We're all going to be completely insignificant and not that long. <laughs> and I think I literally think that in front of my kids that this just doesn't matter at all. Like, and it's sad. sometimes. Ben, turn,
0: this is what I always <laughs> said on the podcast for years. And now I'm like.
2: No, it's just real, man. Yeah, like, I know. Like there are conscious decisions to like to doing that stuff. You know what I mean? There really are. Um, And it's not always fucking romantic It basically came down to a decision for me Do I want to be the old man with a beard at the coffee shop Writing books and continuing to do stuff like that Or do I want to be the old man surrounded by kids and grandkids That dude seemed happier to me Mm -hmm. So I was like I'm going to go that way But it wasn't some like youthful thing where I was like This is always what I was going to do It was a real just choice It was an actual choice laid in front of me you know what i mean yeah a fork in the road
1: yeah if
3: you
2: <laughs> i just decided to do that because i love just fucking torturing myself i haven't been in the movies in two and a half years see, so i would
3: i would yeah my head would come off you want to can i embarrass <laughs>
2: myself the last time the last movie i saw in the movies was when my son was in the hospital i snuck away to go see the last star wars
3: like force awakens yeah right you know
2: two and a half years ago and i went during the afternoon I rolled a little pinner for the parking lot. Mm-hmm. had a whole thing set up. I had like three hours. I was very excited. I smoked in the parking lot. I get up there, sold out. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm seeing a fucking movie. I'm like, I created this time. I'm <laughs> sure, going. Sure. What was next? Krampus. Oh. <laughs> So I can safely say the last film I saw in the movie theaters was Krampus. Oh. No,
3: I'm going to say about Krampus. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It was
2: way darker yes. and way more brutal than I thought it was going to be. The movie yeah. the Krampus
3: team made before that was this movie called Trick or Treat, which was actually oh, a yeah. pretty good little scary Halloween movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. scary movie. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I found Krampus
2: <laughs> freakier than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Not bad.
3: And Universal's really doubled down on it. They have like, um, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, they have a Krampus like haunted house that you was go there. Into. Krampus
2: 2 coming then?
3: <clears throat> I don't think so. Don't, pretty much think, everyone
2: died in that movie. Yeah, I you think. Know.
3: Yeah, I think it made like five dollars and a little bit of streaming. Yeah, money. it didn't do well. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> totally Brad, did.
0: what's Brad? Is <laughs> someone else with children? What's the last movie? You yeah, saw? What did I did guess you your, Well, you got old well, Now with with your, I've got older. a ten year old yeah. and yeah. I have a
1: six year old who's not afraid of so anything. So you see? The minions? I I went and saw the the Star Wars, the new Star Wars. Oh, you did, which I really like with both of them. Yeah. That's awesome. The six year old so is pretty fearless. I can't wait. It's, it's hilarious because I've got friends who have kids of similar ages and they can't take them to anything. They like.
2: Oh, uh, really? Because they're
0: scared? They're just scared of everything. Skirt. Scared of the
2: minion
1: movies. What? I don't What's know. in there?
0: That's, I saw the last minion movie. <laughs> you saw what? <laughs> I saw the last minion movie. I was, uh, I was on a date. Uh, this was a while ago, I guess. And, uh, you guys
2: want to see the minions? Hey, uh, well, no. It's not it's not usually, you're dragging them. It's not legal. You, know, you shouldn't talk about this on the podcast show. Uh, <laughs> I, was
0: to, I was supposed to go see uh, a uh, like one of those superhero movies. I don't okay. really. I sound so old.
1: Like <laughs>
2: one of them superhero <laughs> well, are, like, movies, Iron or Super or Spider. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about that. I was supposed old. to go
0: something man. Typical move. Didn't buy tickets in advance. Got there, sold out. And it was one of the minions, one of the, I don't know, two or three, something. And I was like. Despicable Minions. Oh, no. It was Despicable Me. It was one of those. Right. Yeah, and I went and I was like, "So this is the only thing that we can go to. Do you want to go?" And I felt like she was like, "I guess." Over here, and it was not good.
2: See, she wanted an executive decision out of you, and yeah, you were just like, just "Let's go see." Minions. I was like,
0: "I was like, I care about this as much as I care about some superhero movie. I don't know the context of. Right. To me, I don't really want to sure. see any of this stuff. And if you were out to you, to be
2: what would you have been going to see? Um, Something super deep and cool, or
1: uh.
3: Yeah, like, what's an ideal Jonah date yeah, movie? like, what? You can yeah, pull from the past. Wait, date a movie question. and yeah. movie movie question. would be
1: two different things, though. No, date movie. Yeah, um, date movie. Like, so,
2: Jonah, you're you're blank slate, and a woman's like, I'd like to see this movie. What makes her the perfect woman? Like, what movie is she requesting to <laughs> nice. see?
3: it could yeah, be anything cramping. you can pull from like oh we're going to see a rev- like a, a revival yeah. of Mean Streets yeah. anything doesn't matter it's a fire yeah it doesn't, doesn't matter what is it Yeah. what makes her go I'm going to marry her
0: I don't know why this is popping into my head <laughs> but uh, gonna, my first instinct is yeah. one of my favorite movies growing up and uh, it was a movie starring Steven Seagal it's called Hard to Kill
2: oh it's not a bad movie. Jonah. That's a yeah. movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean,
3: I love that. Steve, that's the answer I
2: want. <laughs> I think you just went up quite a few notches in Christmas.
1: That's really good.
0: You got
3: Kelly so LeBron. So if homegirl wants to see Hard to Kill, yeah, you should marry her. Marry. Uh, that's it. Marry.
1: Any girl that just wants to see that little fucking nubbin ponytail on that guy mm-hmm. there, You, you don't like cigar- there's there's <laughs>
0: so many good li- one-liners in that movie the one where he goes to he goes <laughs> and the he after jumps a gun in the guy's mouth and knocks out his teeth and then he points a gun at his dick and shoots it and he goes i missed i never missed must have been smaller than i thought
2: <laughs> oh chris by the way the one-liner from the new Die Hard. uh-huh I'm supposed to be on vacation. That's right. That was it. That's the one. That was it. Yeah. He introduced it within 90 seconds. That's it. Amazing. was there. It was supposed great. I'm supposed to be on vacation. How about this one? Can you name oh, no. the three sports movies nominated for Best Picture or that one Best Picture? One Best Picture. One Best Picture. That
3: wasn't Moneyball. Not Moneyball. Sports. It was The Natural. Nope. No. With, didn't win New, it. With Newman didn't win?
2: Didn't. It was Redford. What about Field oh, Dream? Yeah, you're right. Thank you. No. <laughs> Nominated. Rudy? No. Nope. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't what know? about
1: the one of The about...
2: Sandlot.
1: I <laughs> mean, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, come on. Little Friday, Big Friday league. Night Lights?
2: No. Well, does Chariots do... of Fire count? It does. Okay. That's one. Okay. Chariots of Fire. What about the one? That's that... why I was doing that song.
1: <laughs> what was the one of the guy with uh, <laughs> the guy that got Lou Gehrig's disease? What was that film? It wasn't that. Let's not get into Lou Gehrig's disease shit man. Whatever that is, it's not that, that one it's so um, sad.
2: Okay, what else? I already, uh, I already said that Like, I think my kids are going to turn to dust Can I not talk about ALS right <laughs> now? Right.
3: Not the uh, Not the natural I'll give a hint Bull The no. sport
2: Bull win? is the same sport For the next two
3: So they're baseball movies? No, No Oh, they're both the same
2: Once I give it up, you're going to know what they are. Should I give it up? Do it. Boxing.
3: Uh, I was thinking like the last See, because I don't ever think of boxing (laughs) as... The (laughs) last
1: You think that one? (laughs) Damon Wayans, best actor. So we're talking the first Rocky.
2: Yep, first Rocky. And Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Raging Bull. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, see, because what's funny about that, because I don't... Like, my first thought when I hear boxing isn't sports, even though I know it is. I know. It's like, they're just... Because it actually... And then there's
2: the question, is Kingpin a sports movie? (laughs) Is Color of Money a sports movie? No. Is Days of Thunder a sports movie?
0: Is Dodgeball a sports movie? (laughs) (laughs) Is
2: Dodgeball a sports movie? Exactly.
3: Yeah. Just Days of Thunder. Um, Are bar sports sports?
2: No. I mean, if sports are sports, then bar sports should be sports. But what's the difference? You know, like basketball is literally, like, let's say this sport means the world to me. But take it away. It's just men in shorts throwing a bouncy ball through a hoop. It's not like some crazy important thing. And someone throwing darts is someone throwing a mini arrow at a target. I don't know. It's the same shit. Just one is like more entertaining to watch than the other. Right?
1: Yeah. I what mean, designates
2: it? Golf's a sport? They just cruise yeah, around? Sport. I mean, those guys are jacked now. <laughs> Tiger Woods changed it. If you want to be a look at some of the new golfers, they're really handsome and jacked. It's not the way it used to be.
3: Really? No. Oh, yeah. Not Nicholas. No no no, 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 bears
0: anymore. But it seems like yeah. everything's going in that direction, it right? Is.
2: Every sport is going to this like basically any athlete is at like the peak of nutrition, the peak of fitness, the peak of analytics. Like they basically have broken everything down to a science in sports. And you can't, you can't get away with being like Mickey Mantle, like having a high life and a cigarette after a game anymore because that guy just can't compete.
0: Even in baseball? Even in baseball. So maybe yeah. you've just defined it. You've
1: defined what a sport is. Oh. Something that uses science and technology to perfect it.
2: But You don't think a professional billiards player is using technology to find angles and things? But I'm that's sure they, they are, are now. I know very little about billiards. <laughs> but yeah. It's math. What is your best sport? If you had to put yourself on anything right now.
3: Best sport? Yeah. To
2: play? Yeah.
3: Oh, fuck, dude. I'm I'm not good at any of them.
2: <laughs> None of it?
3: None of it. No. Although, no. You shoot a little pool? No. You bowl a little? No. I hate sports. Uh. Like, bowling is just more of like, it's it's like more of a nostalgic idea. Like mm. I think of bowling is the way I think of like, I think like bowling. And then somewhere in there, I think of like the Ramones. Cause I feel sure. like that's like a sport. The Ramones would play. They're connected. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I think about bowling. I think I, I guarantee think of Greece at too. Two <laughs> right. Cause they have the bowling song in it. And then the Ramones. <laughs> because of where
2: the Ramones are from, I would bet like good money, at least half of that band's, their parents were in bowling leagues. Like sure. for right? sure. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they grew up. Mm-hmm. They must have been in bowling. Yeah. That's their parents. I'd put good money on yeah, that. Yeah. that era Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure.
2: Ping pong. See, to throw this Ping pong. Different.
1: Ping pong is your sport? Ping pong. Oh,
2: okay. I could wow. do that. Yeah. your game? Yeah. You can I, can pong. Do I, I don't ping think pong. I
1: can even return a serve on ping it's pong. It's
2: literally tennis. Yeah. It's the same but thing. But it's so
1: fast. I know. <laughs> it's
2: faster <laughs> tennis. So why yeah. is it not a sport? Come on. It is. Do you think that growing up in Florida caused you to... Hate people? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like that as a cat.
3: Actually, I would think. Benny, I this would is one think, of your best questions. No, that's yeah, ever. That, that that's a, a really question. good question. But this Florida made me understand the need for a personality. Oh, um, well, yeah. Growing right. up in Massachusetts made me hate people.
2: Gotcha. <laughs>
3: I was an indoor kid through mm-hmm. and through. Okay. Um, and so, and I just watched movies all the time. And I was probably a. Th- 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 Nice enough kid, but I just couldn't be bothered with going out. Mm. And the only thing that made me go out is when my parents moved us from a pretty all right middle class home in Salem, Massachusetts to a fucking trailer park outside of Tampa. I had to go out. Uh, I I was 13 and I had to go out like you just i was like fuck i got i can't be in this fucking trailer
2: anymore." right,
3: right. you know what i mean it was just yeah, like yeah. easy because like i had to share a room with like a fat little brother you <laughs> know in this fucking trailer park you know what i mean and i was just like fuck dude i'm going out sure you know yeah. so i had to kind of and then you know like every single stereotype about a fucking trailer park in florida yeah. is exactly is true it real? <laughs> yeah it's so real so you got to like really be like fuck Holy shit! I really have to get up to speed. I just imagine these kids drink Corona these kids, bathing suits. <laughs> yeah,
2: <clears throat> can of, you paint that picture a lot of actually menthol, a little for me? A lot of menthol, like cigarettes. preteen
3: sex, lots of lots of drinking and drugs. Yeah, like what are where, high
2: school kids doing at the trailer park?
3: All yeah. that. It's just a continuation. Like yeah. there's just a point in time where you just become cognizant of beer that you probably start drinking it in there. There's trailer. no like
2: good Christian kids in there who don't go no, like all that? all those kids
3: are bad. Huh. All the good Christian kids are bad. And this is the thing, this is the story I always <laughs> give about... good
2: Christian kids are bad. <laughs> this is the story I always give about when that. I...
3: Because I, I don't, I mean, I'm not a straight-edge kid and I was never a straight-edge kid, but I've never drank or smoked or did anything. I just was sure. never involved in that just scene. didn't
2: identify with it.
3: And that scene, and that almost directly... Um, involves my parents moving us to Florida because in Massachusetts I was a stay at home kid and I just never really went out. Sure, so it wouldn't even dawn on me as like a twelve year old or an eleven year old to be like, I'm going to be a person who drinks beer right, or right, smokes right. cigarettes, even though yeah. my parents are hard drinking, hard smoking, fucking goofballs. So when they moved us to 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 this trailer park, it was such a shock. To see these kids going mm. so fucking hard huh. that I was like, I hate all these kids, <laughs> and I never ever want to do this. Wow! And I just never did, huh. you know. And it just then I was just like, Oh, what's this stupid straight edge thing? So there's a thing that people. Why do? Why do you
2: think you resented it so
3: hard? Like, right? I just off. didn't. I just immediately. I still didn't like kids. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I didn't really like other kids. I think that's probably why I was just you know in Massachusetts. So whatever Massachusetts, the group
2: was doing, you I was were like, probably just pass. gonna go against Hard pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Fuck all you kids. Although I'm gonna need some of you. <laughs> So I'm going to be friends with some of you fucking scary little fuckers, you know, because you do run this trailer park You miscreant. It's like fucking uh, what's that movie of Matt Dillon that he made when he was a kid? (laughs) Outsiders? Not Outsiders. The other one. Uh, Over the Edge? No, Over the the Edge. edge. You know what I mean? It's like that's what it was like. Those kids were like just these like kids just running this trailer park. Yeah. Just teens. Oh, you man. know, and you'd get invited you over. You never to really... locked
2: your uh, teachers and parents in the school. And no, I nuts. wish that'd <laughs> be amazing.
3: But the trailer park was uh, was so squirrely. You know, you'd get weird adults inviting you over to show you porn. You know, so you're like, fuck you didn't realize it at 14. You're just like, oh, neat pornography. See, what are your parents like? <laughs> this though, woman's old. This...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to me that like such a young kid because you know you already realized like it seems like a very socially even though you weren't deciding to be part of it. You know, the idea that like you knew you were outside of it, but needed to maintain some function with it and all this, it shows like a pretty serious social awareness of what's going on around you and a, probably a high level of intelligence too. Like, what were your parents like? Like, did no, they not ins- that? Yeah, like, where did that come from? You <laughs> I have think? no
3: idea because my brother's an idiot, you know? And he's a very smart. He's a very, yeah, no, he's a very nice kid Did he but he's slim down no uh, chunk is chunk, his name is chunk oh, okay has been that way since he was eight gotcha so say no more yeah he's um but he's a very nice kid but say he's no more, not please. bright he's definitely been to community college three times and not made it okay. out of community college two for me you know but personally it's like it's a uh he just has he it's he's a learning disability kid okay. so that's really the deal right so he's a goof and a and a doofus and he's whatever and you know whatever but and i you know i am mean, clearly I'm, not going to listen to going off track no i don't i don't ever talk to him so okay. <laughs> he very rarely hears from his older brother so um yeah actually a minute now so anyways but um so chunks of doofus and <laughs> my parents are not really i mean they're they're massachusetts people so they think they're a lot smarter than they are oh, because that's right. the state, right? Never has there been an accent that made a smart person sound so stupid than the Boston <laughs> accent. You know, sorry Boston, go fuck yourself.
2: Yeah, or, or sorry, go fuck yourself. You know, this um, is the easiest interview for me to <laughs> dissing Florida and Boston. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's I can easy to sit here all day. Yeah, it yeah. was super easy. Dumb as me. shit, yeah. Boston.
3: It's just the worst, man. Good with so, those- so. <laughs> Um, so you know, no. like they're not smart people, <laughs> but they think that they are. Hang in there, Jonah. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're so
2: uncomfortable,
3: Jonah. is good. Jonah, you got a lot of ties to now.
0: Boston or no, something? No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, you know, I, I, I uh... Jonah's a good guy. You know,
2: no. what you know what? <laughs> to have to do after this to.
0: <laughs> I think he's no,
2: surrounded I, by so much negativity right now between me and you. I it's love like a no,
0: it's I scary, feel
2: like, sardonic be, sandwich that you don't know what to do with.
0: I have my own demons, but yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like I just know Chris well enough where it's like I'm nothing he could say would surprise
3: me. No, that's true, gotcha. and yeah. the level of
0: negativity would never.
3: But I'm me. relatively um, uh, amiable. Yes, you're funny. Well, is You're a, fun to hang out with.
0: This
2: is why I'm a little. I'm a little fascinated by this because like. So the personality I have right. hears the things you're saying and goes, There's something else. There's something else here sure. that you're not willing to give up. Sure. Like, that's where my, per- I'm like, No one is just black and white like this. No, I mean, there's got to be something else fueling this. Well, Chris, there's,
0: you're married, so it's like I feel like you have... You have the ability to love.
2: Yeah, yeah
3: of course. I, okay. I'm not against love. <laughs> it's just that hate is a lot better and a lot more fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always describe it like this. Like, I don't hate as a personality flaw. I hate because it's a good time. It's a sport. Uh-huh. You know, like, some people play baseball. I hate. That's the best. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I like to do. I like trashing things, I like roasting people, I like roasting things. I like roasting things I like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just and I think the, what that is is that's the that's the Boston upbringing. Okay. Because I feel like Massachusetts is very much sure. like that. Pretty brutal. You're just yeah. not ever out there not getting called a name by a loved one. That's true. You know, like it's yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're yeah. always constantly kind of shit talking. Thing, yeah. yeah. And so it's one yeah. of those things where it's just like I grew up in a like a lower middle class sure. Massachusetts family of filled with EMTs and firefighters yeah, and cops yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So you're just kinda like you're always getting called you know, Something. gay slurs and right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and, right. and racial slurs and sure. all kinds of stuff that you're like, but I'm not I'm not a black guy. Why are you calling me that? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're just like confused as a kid. But that kind of shit talking is fun for me. But I know that it is not a way that you have to represent yourself in society. Right? If you want to be able to just get things, like anything from the grocery store or talking to a bank teller. Right. (laughs) Hey, bitch, money. You know what I mean? Like, you know. So I enjoy it. Give me my change. Yeah, exactly. So and you see those people in the world, and you think. not for yeah, me because <laughs> i want to do the thing because also part of like inter- social interaction for me is just being like i just it's i like having enough time to watch movies essentially so social interaction sure. should be brisk <laughs> because the sooner you're home the sooner a movie is on but that's some version <laughs> you know? of a social interaction huh i mean it, it is it is like no but but i like to keep it as so the best way to do that is it's to like keep it polite you're like
2: simultaneously like like furious and
3: fascinated at people at the same time sure absolutely yeah but then i uh, but like what never what never makes anger turn into anything that is debilitating is my understanding that like you said none of it matters but does that mean you're (laughs) only nice to people who can give you something no in the past okay yes (laughs) (laughs) massive manipulator right people were pawns got gotcha. you know yeah, you know and that. then yeah. and, and and then that doesn't really work either because also like what it is is just my general probably apathy has helped me not become that person anymore because mm-hmm. i'm like i actually doesn't matter Like i don't right. get that mad at shit and when i do i'm mad for about 10 seconds I'm like why am i mad you know gotcha. or if something goes wrong i'm not like oh man the universe is against me i'm like of course it went wrong right everything goes wrong and if something doesn't go wrong awesome like i said hope for nothing and if something that's cool great right yeah awesome that worked out if it works out amazing you want to sometimes you want things to work out but if something doesn't work out i'm never like oh man i'm like
2: eh. things sounds, don't work
3: out all the fucking time it sounds you like know? a very
2: non-stressful way to live I, I
3: yes but
2: i i wish i could convince myself to think like that. <laughs> it took a
3: lot of work <laughs> 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 Maybe I should. I'll just go to the trailer park for a year.
2: See what happens. You will.
3: I don't know what. I don't know what modern trailer park is like.
2: Jersey trailer park. I mean, I used to hang out in some with some friends. Yeah. I mean, it's fairly. You could fairly some similar Experience just winter coats with sure. sure. the family yeah. <laughs> <drugs> <laughs> Probably. I bet it's a little methy down there. Absolutely. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not a lot of meth up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither. That's the opioid state now, right? You just go to houses and get whatever mm-hmm. and i got moved to florida you know i'm saying
3: <laughs> florida florida's a really good base of operations for it being lousy and it's also a, r- a wonderfully criminal place
2: it's a bizarre place mm-hmm. it is a bizarre it really place. is a truly It truly a bizarre a place it yeah. still
3: hasn't Caught up with even some of the more podunk fucking American states. It feels yeah. eccentric and strange in a way that it'll always will, even as it becomes, it's like uh, throwing good money at bad. You know, it's like as, mu- as much as they try to class up Florida, Florida is just always just gonna be a garbage swamp with a bunch of cool stuff built on top of it, <laughs> you know, or sure. interesting things, or money, or sure, great sure, houses, sure. or cool celebrities living there and making art, or whatever. So Florida's <laughs> just been a pig in a dress this whole time. Absolutely. <laughs> One hundred percent, and more and more, the dress gets fancier, but it's still a pig in a dress. <laughs> gotcha. But I loved living in Florida. I and I, I actually always think myself. I'd go back to Florida because it's cheap and it's a great base of operations. Fly anywhere in the world for relatively inexpensive. Fly sure. anywhere in America for relatively inexpensive. When I was in combat, it was just so easy to be there and have that one hundred and fifty dollar rent and go on tour for fucking three months yeah, and just be like, cool. Sure. We didn't make any money, but my rent's paid already. Funny no yeah, my, my you say know?
2: My father moved to Florida, Tampa specifically. Yep. Beautiful and, Tampa. Uh, you know, he basically is like, yeah, my life rules besides for all the people I live around. Yeah. And the know, that's kind of like, he's like, my house rules. Yep, I can't have this in Jersey. I can't have this in Jersey. I can't have this weather. I can't yep. have a boat. I can't have this stuff. But I just have to live around Floridians.
3: Yeah. Which is a trade off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the heat's brutal. As a right. person who, even in Florida, didn't like to wear shorts, and I lived there for thirteen some odd years, it's hard. It's yeah. hard living. And if know? mosquitoes
2: like you, no good. <laughs>
3: no good. They don't yeah. like me, so I, oh, I lucky. was lucky. But that humidity, which is actually worse now, I think, than it was in fucking the nineties. You know, it's obviously just because the fucking world is falling apart. So it's just grosser. You know, in anywhere, if you had some sort of weather, it's worse now. You know than than ever before. You know, so we're
1: definitely feeling
3: that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been rough. We're out here freezing. Yeah, like a bunch of assholes in December. Remember that fucking Christmas where it was like shirts off. Oh it yeah, it was like a sixty-five degree Christmas. Was that I two know. Christmases ago? Yeah, yeah. I want to go. I was like, I remember getting out of the movie theater on, on Christmas, being like, "Fuck off! Why are we have jackets on? Yeah. You know, just like this is miserable." Yeah. So, anyways, um, so yeah, Deep Florida is great. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> so I have a friend Frank, okay, who is always talking about the need for the world to have a reset button. Sure. Basically, he thinks like two-thirds of humanity need to die, Mm -hmm. and there needs to be like a massive reset and overhaul of everything. Sure. Now, his logic always seems thin to me because I always just think that would happen and the same thing is just going to pop up again because it's human nature. Like, what do you think, someone who obviously looks into this a lot or thinks about it a lot, like... What's the end game? Like, are we going to make it or are humans just that fundamentally flawed that we're not?
3: I think that it'll still go for a, a good many generations because obviously because of the thinking mind is resilient enough and arrogant enough to think that it can't end there and mm-hmm. it can't end with them. Right.
2: right, right so there'll right, right, always right.
3: be a push. Now that being said, if w- this great Neo eighties impending doom of nuclear fucking Holocaust happens, well, Frank might get his fucking wish right, <laughs> you know what sure. I mean because it's feels realer than it 's ever felt ever in the world in our lifetime yeah, yeah. in our lifetime for sure, um, sure, they scared kids in the fifties and fucking with all that kind of stuff, but it wasn 't that real it 's right. more real now when we got a couple goofballs threatening yeah. something that 's like not that funny to threaten with and, way and I like the jokes. weapons
2: exist now than they did in the fifties,
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. so. Um, but I think that like if that never happens, um, it's you know it's either going to turn into Blade Runner or it's going to tank. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think it'll turn into Blade Runner because people just don't think that th- it can end with them, you know. So that human resilience, the way the mind is being complex, and that kind of the ego and the arrogance of the human race mm. will just drag it out longer than it'll be like the fucking end of the last lord of the rings movie okay where there was like 47 ends <laughs> you know what i mean You're like this isn't over yet yeah. go fuck yourself really <laughs> and that will be how the human race goes yeah until there's just a certain point in time where yeah, it's just like jump into the pit of
2: lava asshole yeah you know
3: just jump in just come on like, it's true <laughs> just I, take
2: one
0: i know the world's gonna go on after i die but sort of doesn't seem like it yep like i know it but it's also like and i think about it but i'm also like it doesn't seem real
2: yeah, it's interesting to think. I like that concept that the ego of man himself won't allow his generation to be the last one. Absolutely not. That's like where the driving force is. Yeah, it's true.
3: It is the probably the only driving force. It's not um, a great future for the children. It's not anything. It's literally like, I will not be the last. Yeah. You know, even if it's the most... Deep down thought, and somebody who feels like they're the most selfless person in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like I will not be the last one. You know, and then you 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 push that, and I think that could probably involve people wanting to have kids and things like that. Like I want that the, the idea of generation. I feel like I'm doing my part in ending it by not having them. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You know, like for every positive vote, there's a bunch of negatives. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. also, I'm helping not add more to a world that I think is just. I like watching but I don't think it's any good. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking reality TV. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you're like I just keep watching the Kardashians. I know it is not a good idea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's that's you know that's just the, the you know the the long game of it I guess is that yeah is the ego, you know, is it, is people just won't won't let it won't let it die.
2: So the sci-fi <laughs> movies of perfect societies living in harmony in like 2600 not going
3: down. How many more um, dystopian ones are there,
2: though? Many more.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And that's how that'll go and down. And we
2: dictate our own fate because yeah. it's what we think.
3: Yeah, totally. Sure. It'll be, you know, it'll be those skyscrapers with people living in basically tenement apartments. And they'll be like, you know, fucking 10,000 people in a fucking skyscraper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they'll be fucking warlords and fucking, you know, and all kinds of fucking crazy shit. Maybe. Or maybe not. You know, like maybe they'll I mean, just look like this forever but with better technology or are the warlords
2: already here and they're just dressed in suits and
3: that's a great way to, right at at it it that's a way to look at it that's a very peace punk way to look at it it's kind of true no absolutely you know? yeah like, no no it's very true like you, know? There's,
2: you know being Genghis Khan is not going to get you anywhere these days it's going to get shot down pretty quick yeah so there's other ways to be that yeah,
3: yeah. You, you know you just be moneyed and maybe not be smart but be moneyed Man, I don't
2: think I think I'm just I'm done. I'm leaving my family, everything after this. Fuck <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
3: then just think about those I moments. Literally a moment.
2: just go to I should go to heroin. I should kill someone. You everything shouldn't. I've been thinking about.
3: Yes, but then that's the thing that that's Killing what makes someone you on heroin. That makes you that makes you on the other side though. The fact that like yes, sure, all of that, none of it matters. But what makes you human is how you function inside of that. Sure, you know what I mean. So you chose to do this amazing thing kids and do the that route you know and fill it with love right try 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 even trying if I have is to,
2: basically doing even if i have to create a character to do it yeah
3: exactly yeah. and that's <laughs> fine because that's doing it and that what that looks like is is that you know the character but nobody knows the character mm. everybody just sees benny deep sure but that, mother, <laughs> you know
2: I mean? that motherfucker's already a character yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I
3: mean, here he is you know but they think like <laughs> benny's all right I like Ben. You know what I mean? They don't know. They don't know. (laughs) know. I announce it enough that people are like, (laughs) he's not being real with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But I believe in that kind of transparency. But also, like like I said, it's like doesn't mean that I don't like people. I like individuals. I just don't like humans as a genre. But I do like watching them. Yeah. You know, and I've always been very observant. Or I don't know if I retain, but I like watching people.
2: Jonah needs like nine hours of breath work. Right now, just to get back to a baseline.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a day with Chris is seven <laughs> extra days in the yoga tank. You're right, Jonah. Yeah, I feel good. I feel How's good. your spirit?
0: Is it crippled? No, 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 no. It feels free. Feel?
3: Yeah, good. I At this point right. in time, Jonah's had this conversation with me enough. I have.
0: That's
2: true.
3: It's not <laughs> and a shock to a system. And he just like listen he... to
2: a lot of. I mean, how many times have you listened to Humanity
0: as the Devil? A lot integrity? of times. I, I yeah, have, I was gonna say. I do, a lot, I of do a lot of happening. spiritual <laughs> things, but I also have a, have a, a very nihilistic side as well. So I can sort of. You do. I like. I like that hearing both sides. Jonah's yeah, trying. Cool, I'm yeah. trying. He's trying. Man. Yeah, we're all trying.
2: Brad's just like Brad's got a lighter to the table right now. I'm just wise. like fuck it.
3: It's <laughs> just too much. <laughs> yeah, he's done. We hate it every time Chris comes on. No, no, he, we, like we love it. We I love like it. This. You got
0: to come back soon. But yeah, everyone buy Chris's book. We'll put a link to it in the outro or don't and intro. It, or, don't <laughs> <it>. <laughs> or don't buy it. Or don't buy it. Does, <laughs> yeah.
3: Whatever you feel like. And listen, I know that if you think it's bad, then it's probably bad. But if you like it, then you have bad taste.
0: <laughs> Boy, that was wow. deep. That was intense. Deep. That was intense. It's come up for air. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much to Chris Norris for Jonah's coming sucking by. on a
2: doobie right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: please buy his book if this sounded interesting to you. Please buy his book, Hunchback eighty eight Google Hunchback eighty eight, and I'm sure you can find it. Yep. If you can know how to listen to a podcast. Yep. Uh, shout out to Abar. Yeah, once Thank again. You for this us was for recorded at A bar in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yes, I also wanted to mention uh Benny's band is playing a small small show this <laughs> summer. Uh so you should definitely get get tickets. <laughs> what's it, what's the name of the show? It's called um The
2: Gubernatorial's Ball. <laughs> and it's a uh from what I can understand it's a gala. Okay. It's sort of like a black tie gala okay. that honors uh, past and present governors yes. of
0: New York. And I believe there's a, a couple other bands playing. Yeah, there or, is. Or musicians and or there something. There's
1: going to be refreshments.
2: Okay.
0: Definitely <laughs> uh, get
1: tickets
2: because
0: there's
1: refreshments outcome. Yeah.
0: It's going to be a very intimate, intimate experience. So definitely you want to get ahead of this one. Yeah, I'd say. Don't miss out. I Don't think miss. it's on Randall's Island. Yeah. Um so, limited, yeah. Seating. Yeah, limited seating limited <laughs> seating yeah. uh, and also uh, if you want to support this podcast you can go to patreon.com slash going off track um, different levels of incentives bonus episodes fun stuff just put Ear- up a couple of outtakes just
1: recently up there
0: outtakes yeah, early out. access and you can also go to venmo.com slash off track if you want to shoot us a couple bucks um, if you don't have money that's cool neither do we you can go to iTunes leave us a nice review so thanks, so thanks thanks to Chris, Chris for coming
2: by thanks everyone for listening thanks everyone for yeah, listening yeah.
0: thanks to all the comments we get if you see us out we appreciate it um, love hearing from you and we'll be back with another podcast next week you. hopefully bye you